back to the AMCAP podcast. I'm your host, Travis Giard, and we are now entering our fifth episode here at the AMCAT Center on the campus of Anna Maria College. Today, I will be joined by Anna Maria's head athletic trainer, John Schlappa. Welcome, John. Thanks for coming in today. No problem, Travis. Thanks for having me. Um, so let's open things up um, with basically like what got you into athletic training? So growing up, I was involved and played sports all my life. Um, in high school, I was a three-sport athlete, played soccer, basketball, and baseball. Um, when my when I was thinking about my college plans, I wanted to stay involved in athletics. Um, science was always a uh, interest of mine going through school, um, all the way from elementary school through high school. So athletic training was a uh, logical career choice and path for me. Um, keeps me involved in sports, and I get to help people, which is uh, which is a great thing. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's um, kind of what helped me um, get into athletics as well. I went into Becker as pre-PT, but I went through um, sports information work study program there and found out that I can help the athletes um, in a different way and still remain in um, college athletics. But how did you actually end up coming to uh, Anna Maria? Like, what did you... Um, how did you get kind of what, how did your journey bring you here? Um, so I was born and raised in Worcester, um, went to, didn't venture too far for uh, college, went to Northeastern in Boston after college came back. Um, and I was working at a PT clinic in Auburn. Uh, my brother, Ed was actually a former AMCAT baseball and men's soccer player, um, graduated in 2001, I believe, um, I think he's on a list for a couple of the uh, baseball records uh, for, like, doubles and, like, batting average. I did see his name doing the records, yep. Before Dave Mack, <laughs> uh, years ago, came along and they started playing 40 games, he was on a lot more. But uh, <laughs> we've had some good teams, so yeah. that's that's good that he's getting replaced. Um, so I knew Anna Maria from my brother, Ed. Um, and I actually knew the AD at the time, Dave Shea. Um, and then it was announced that Anna Maria was adding football. Um, so I used that, talked to my, talked to uh, Dave, and that was the uh, avenue I needed to get myself into a collegiate athletic uh, setting. Um, I liked my time at the PT clinic, uh, but I, the traditional collegiate setting is much more my style. Uh, and obviously going through um, college, you had to do internships. Um, where yeah. did you uh, get to do that? So... In athletic training, we do both clinical rotations, um, which I think you're more referring to. Yeah. Um, I did um, one at Emmanuel College, who's actually in the GNAC. Yep. Um, then I did one at Harvard University um, out in Cambridge, and then I did two at Northeastern when I was a, a student there. But Northeastern also has a co-op program, which we actually, you work half the year and take classes the other half. So during my career there, I did three co-op um, positions related to athletic training. One was at um, Sports and PT Associates in Wellesley, so another PT clinic, um, New England Baptist Hospital um, in Boston, and then my last one was at Assumption College right down the road. Um, so it allowed me, you know, the co-op program was great. It allowed me three different avenues and see three different types of settings in athletic training. Um, which, you know, I love them all, but like I said previously, the collegiate uh, setting is is more my style. Yeah, I mean, you get to see a lot of different athletes 
and just deal with every single sport, of course, that we offer, which is pretty exciting. Um, so kind of getting into the um, this season so far, um, it's definitely been different. Um, definitely. Uh, how kind of like how has your daily routine sort of changed with everything that's been going on? Um, there's definitely been um, an increase in management of a lot of tasks that we, we normally wouldn't have to worry about. Um, normally, we don't have to check coaches' practice plans and pods and all that good stuff. Um, we also have to keep an eye on training room occupancy based on square footage, so that's cut down a lot of people in the training room. Um, but the day-to-day athletic training stuff, we do less taping. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, it's it's a lot of management of tasks that we typically wouldn't have to worry about. Right. And you were having to set up a work study to do what temperature checks yeah, for so, practices and stuff. So part of that management of the tasks, um, we had a bunch of new protocols that we had to put in place um, involving temperature checks. Um, we also, um, through Sportswear, which is our medical record-keeping system, they had a COVID tab, which they had to fill out every day to make sure they didn't have symptoms or they weren't in direct contact with somebody that had tested positive. Um, and then we also um, incorporated a pulse ox, ox blah, 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 <laughs> a pulse ox, oximeter, um, which can measure the oxygen saturation in your blood, um, which we have found our research has found that it's indicative of decreased lung function, which is a symptom of COVID. Oh, okay. So we added that to our typical thing, typical pre-practice um, on top of making sure that uh, practice plans were okay um, with the level that they were at. All right. So now I'm going to ask a question that I haven't asked anyone yet. Okay. And that is, what are your thoughts on how the missed season uh, might affect um, the athletes? Um, one of the biggest things I think we can point to is the missed seasons and the change in seasons and all that stuff can lead to a increased stressful time for the student athletes. Um, you know, coming back, a lot of us were talking about, and by a lot of us I meant myself and the coaches and the other training staff, but the deconditioning of athletes that miss spring ball in the in – the, uh, in the spring or weren't able to go to the gym or work out as much during the summer due to COVID protocols um, and shelter in place and all that good stuff. Um, but I don't think enough was talked about the mental health of the athletes. Um, anybody that's suffering from any mental health issues, everything was just exacerbated during this COVID period in the spring and early summer. Um, I'm glad and thankful that Anna Maria and the athletics department we were able to at least give them some semblance of a of a fall where they were able to practice. I granted, I know it's not the same as it normally is, uh, but they were able to participate in in the sport that they love. Um, some of them multiple sports, um, which is great. Um, we did see, due to you know some deconditioning, more muscle strains than we typically see. Um, but overall, because we weren't practicing every day and didn't have competitions uh, physical injuries a little bit less which was to be expected and um 
I mean, kind of where I was coming from is just like a lot of uh, you could see like underclassmen, like the freshman, the sophomore, kind of like their skill level. You see them advance in collegiate athletics, especially because of the experience of playing the con- like contests and stuff like that. So, kind of on another point is how do you think that um, that might translate? Because um, now they were just practicing. There wasn't much scrimmaging um, until like the very end. So they're not really getting that experience. Do you think they might kind of stay at the level that they were at or um, possibly come back stronger? Because we did have um, more um, strength and conditioning um, throughout the fall than what they normally would have during a full season. Yeah, that is a good point about uh, working out with uh, Coach Coach Braga um, on the strength and conditioning during the season. Um, you know, the goal would be that they work on their game on their own and come back and, and work out and they're better. Uh, but the one thing I, you know, the good thing is everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, and we're actually, we may be better off than some teams that weren't able to practice at all during the fall. Um, schools that were completely remote uh, for the fall, you know, we have a slight leg up on them. Um, but at the very least, we're in the same position um, as everybody else at our level. Um, so hopefully, like I said, they they play on they practice on their game uh, on their own, um, especially during the upcoming uh, winter break. So when they come back in the spring, they're they're in shape and uh, ready to go for either knock on wood the the spring and winter seasons or um, their non-traditional seasons for the uh, fall sports. All right. One more question. And um, I know from my standpoint, from my profession, but for you, you're just as busy. Um, What or how would you feel if the fall did have at least, I would say, maybe conference play in the spring? Along, that's, along with the spring sports. That's, uh, <laughs> that's quite a bit of uh, extra um, put on top of the spring uh, semester schedule. Um, obviously, I think it would be great for the fall sports to be able to get to get on the field, um, whether that's a full conference schedule or even just a couple games, um, right. you know, uh, glorified scrimmages, if you wish. Um, but I think it would be great, you know, and we talked about it previously, but the mental health aspect, you know, this for the fall sports, they put in the work during the fall. It'd be nice for them to be able to exhibit some of the stuff that they did in the fall on, on the playing field. Like I said, too, it's, it'd be a, it'd be a strain on the the training staff, but uh, you know, I'd much rather cover games and, and watch games than, uh, you know, deal with cleaning the tables in the training room. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Glad you had me. Um, you know, hopefully I don't sound too foolish on here, but, uh, you know, hope every, everybody out there is uh, safe and, and doing well, and uh, go AMCATs. Before we sign off for the day, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hello, AMCAT Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the AMCAT Club. The AMCAT Club is where you can go to help out your favorite sports teams or the athletic department as a whole. You can find the AMCAT Club on GoAMCATs.com under the Support Athletics tab. Now I'm going to send it back to Travis and the AMCAT Podcast. Thanks, Brock. All right, that's all the time we have for today. I appreciate John for taking time out of his busy day. 
I want to thank you all for tuning in and hope everyone has a great week. Thank you.